This is a show for grown-ups. And they say bad words. And they say bad words. Say final warning. Final warning. Hello and welcome to the Pod of Blunders. My name is Nate Magnuski, and this week's episode is the conclusion to our Heroes of Tara actual play. And just to refresh your memory, here's what happened last time. Our intrepid party of Celtic heroes were dispatched to investigate a large contingent of Romans building a fort along the coast. After a little diplomacy and an illusory eagle or two, the Romans explained they were chasing after an escaped slave who had stolen the golden eagle standard of the legion. The Romans then offered up a deal too good to pass by. Recover the eagle within two days, or they'll set fire to every single village they can find and burn it all to the ground. You know, that kind of deal. Not being the biggest fans of being set on fire, the party set off hot on the trail of the fugitive, but before they could get too far, they were accosted by a huge boar. The battle was difficult, but eventually they were able to drive it away. The huntmaster wanted to pursue the beast, but the rest of the party said no. Given their tight schedule, it was better to press on. After that, they found themselves enjoying the hospitality of a small village that their quarry had slept in a few nights ago. They decided to eschew sleep in favor of pursuit. After all, they'd rather deal with a little sleep deprivation than an entire legion of mad Romans. And that's where we pick it up today. I hope you like dad jokes and goat puns, because that's what you're getting. You take off into the night following after your hound. The hound this time, of course, though following excitedly after the trail, knows better than to just go streaking off into the night quicker than you can follow. It mm-hmm. manages I'll to replace pace. it, I swear. <laughs> it manages to pace itself and stay a fair amount ahead, but the bays of its barking allows you to keep track of where it is, so you are always generally on the trail here. And it leads you on a merry chase. You are at least two hours of rough going in the uh, middle of the night, pitch dark here, but for the light, the cantrip. So there's a few stub toes along the way. You uh, go up into the hills the way that was indicated by your host. It's uphill, uphill, uphill through all of these uh, narrow hollows and forested paths and game trails. And then eventually it's downhill into a small vale centered around a small lake. Your hound's baying has stopped. And uh, as you go up, you eventually run into the hound again. But it's not like before where it had stopped because it was especially scared or anything. But this time it is incredibly alert. You come up upon it and its ears are perked up and it's just standing stock still, just kind of staring off into the darkness in one particular location like it's locked on to something that you can't Where's quite see in the darkness. What do you see? What do you sense? Just and gives I, this low, throaty growl. I want to cast lit on a rock and throw the rock towards where he's growling. All right. You do so. You toss the rock out there. Uh, and, you know, let's say you give it a fair pitch. You know, it goes out there like 40, 50 feet or something, because I think the radius of light is pretty good, right? I believe so. Let's go with yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, let's just assume. I think it's something equivalent to a lantern light. 30 feet radius or something like that. The stone lands almost directly in between two cloven-hoofed feet. And you look up between it and uh, seemingly staring out from the forest right at you is a uh, 
goat-headed man-creature, very much like what we might know as a fawn or a satyr, though far more burly, at least half a foot taller than the average human. If anyone's familiar with their Warhammer fantasy, a good uh, equivalent would be the Beastmen. Uh, that's basically what you have staring out at you uh, from the forest right now. With the uh, stone having just fallen right at its foot, it suddenly seems startled by the discovery, and it just takes off deeper into the forest. Well, here I go killing again. <laughs> why? Why? Let him run into the forest. Why do you want to kill everything? Are these things friendly normally, or are they hostile? Uh, you can give me a nature or druid lore check for that answer. Let me see which one was better for a Or even Bardic Verse, actually. Either of those three would have an answer. Yep, so it's, it looks like history is Bardic Verse, so it's a plus one. Yes, yeah. Oh, no, wait, nature is... Oh, uh, yeah, it looks like you got a plus four on nature. Yeah, I'll do that one. That was Bardic Verse. That's a 16. All right, well, you know that what you just saw is a being known as a Gaborchend. They are beings. They are sapient. Uh, they're not just monsters. Though they do have a reputation for such. They are very frequently at odds with uh, humanity. There's a lot of tension there. They are mysterious people of the forests that very rarely come out to interact. And oftentimes when they do interact, it is very violent, unfortunately. Their intentions are not a, a, a surefire thing whenever you encounter one. So if, if your character is inclined to prejudice, he would have a extreme reaction to the presence of such a being. I don't think I would, just because I, I think I'm more like the diplomat. Definitely. So I'm going to try to call out to it and say, you know, we come in peace. We just want to talk. Please don't be afraid. We will not harm you. You actually uh, are answered. Uh, voice actually does echo back out at you here. Just saying, go away. The eagle is ours. Ah, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Here we go, killing. I'm ready for the hunt. What eagle? Where is, where is this? I, I, can I see this eagle? <laughs> go away! The voice now seemingly further away keeps repeating, just go away! Go away! As it just retreats further into the forest in a particular direction. I want to scream out, the first thing I do when I go away is to tell the Romans where to find you. <laughs> Hoping that will stop him or at least have him come back so we can talk. They might not know what a Roman is. Oh, that's fair. All right, time to kill. I tried. <laughs> Here we go. Let the hunt begin. Go so for let's it, chase definitely. after it. Let's go. Let's go. To but he it. just said that it's ours, not his. So, so there's more, there's a whole more village of these things. <laughs> more killing like a, to do. Maybe he's like a Smeagol type, and he's kind of office rocker. <laughs> Can we stealthily follow him to his base? Well, of course, we're not gonna. Well, I mean, you might, you know, go clogging through, but uh, I'm not going to make that much noise. So, you if brute. anybody is wanting to do a stealth check, you could just go ahead and give that now. Casting guidance on myself first. Oh, that's a nat twenty for Declan, and then let me roll for my hound. It's a sixteen uh, for Elatha. All right. 15 for my hound. And 22 for Sheila. I, I suppose if you're uh, using guidance, you would have to cut out the light. So you're, mm -hmm. you're no longer using the light cantrip, correct? Correct. All right. You uh, continue to advance silently through the forest the way the uh, Gaborchend retreated, now taking a little bit more slowly to uh, pick your way more carefully in the dark. Though you are reliably led by your hound, who now stays right there with you to help guide the way. But it's not too long before coming around the uh, shoulder of a hill, 
over uh, across uh, a narrow valley on the opposite slope, you see the uh, luminescent glow of a towering bonfire. And you hear uh, sounds just raised in unison of uh, celebration and revelry. And how many do we count? As you get closer, give me a perception check. So that's a four. The shadows cast by the firelight just seem to be dancing all over the place, and uh, they confuse your vision. You can't be sure. As far as you can tell, there might be double what there actually are. We should just have you close your eyes. Uh, Guys, good news. Four (laughs) or 400 of them. Teclan will go ahead and do perception as well, and that was a dirty 20 for me. Okay, uh, so you managed to uh, get a little bit closer and have a look there, and what you see are eight individuals. Seven of them seem to be of uh, one group all circled around the fire, just sharing uh, drinking horns and uh, cavorting with one another generally. There's the eighth who stands off a little bit separate on their own side of the fire. All of these figures have goat horns sweeping out over their long heads. These are all evidently more of the Gabrichend folk. In the midst of them, right next to the fire, lifted high over the flames, its gold reflecting the orange light, is the standard of the Roman eagle. Well then, after the flag time, boys. <laughs> All right, oh so, yeah how do we want to proceed Elothic. how many times can you cast that eagle spell infinite times okay or only one eagle at a time it's an auditory spell as well i believe a minor illusion allows you to include an auditory element yeah how, how much just a shriek or can it talk yeah probably it, it will have to be pretty simple if I create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. It can be my voice, someone else's voice, a lion's roar, beating drums, etc. Or, or Latha. I'm thinking if you can convince these primitive people that you are the spirit of the eagle and to follow you into the woods. Oh, that is not going to go well. No, I don't think I can do that with minor illusion. I don't think that's, that, that dog don't hunt. Like, I can make a picture of, like, a pony. <laughs> like, that's the kind of, that's the level of minor <laughs> illusion we're talking about. <laughs> I could try to burn a second level spell on it. Let me see if I have any applicable spells. Let's see. Second level. I mean, I could t- cast Animal Messenger and have Ryan's dog go talk to him. <laughs> oh, hmm. Intriguing. <laughs> I mean, I might allow it. Make Let this hound make up for the failure that it was before. Can I figure out who their chief is? It seems to be the eighth figure who is standing off on its own there. That makes uh, sense. It's uh, not necessarily like larger or burlier than any of them. In fact, it actually kind of seems to be fulfilling kind of the, uh, the the shaman role at the moment. It you know, has kind of a bit more of a slight build to uh, to them. They are holding a staff in one hand and are administering to the fire with uh, somatic hand gestures, it seems. Okay. Well, gentlemen and lady, this is going to work or it's going to not work very bad. So maybe get your weapons ready. Oh, I'll be at the ready. I got some javelins I can toss. Let's see. I want to get within 30 feet of him without being seen, and I want to cast Suggestion. Okay. So uh, how far do we need to sneak up on this guy, or do I have to sneak up on him? Uh, Give me one stealth check to get within 30 feet of him. Okay. I'm guidancing myself again, because why not? Sure. It's free real estate. All right. So that is... (laughs) 
It's a 14. I just got to check their passive perception here. They got those square pupils, so it's probably pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do this? You're good. They, they don't seem to notice you. <laughs> All right. It's like you, you snap a twig for one moment and, you know, uh, like the, the shaman like turns his head and looks in your direction and then just seems to, you know, shrug it off and turn back to his business. Well, I snap a twig, but I cough to cover it up. So he doesn't really. <laughs> you go, ah, twig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just a twig. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to cast suggestion on this guy. I'm going to say, hey, <laughs> just let us have the eagle and don't chase us afterwards. Let's see. They, uh, they got a saving throw, right? They absolutely do. It's a wisdom save. Mm. Let's see. I don't know what my DC is for that. Let me. It's going to be eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your intelligence modifier. Okay, so that's uh, 13. All right. He's got a plus three for wisdom. I like these odds. <laughs> and yeah, that's a success. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I wasn't prepared for this to work. <laughs> he just kind of shakes his head for a moment. Like, you know, it's just like... Why, why is this uh, concept coming into my mind to let somebody take the eagle? Who would take the eagle? And that's when I step out with the eagle magic all around me. <laughs> Actually, I can't. It will break my concentration. I will not do that. I will just walk up and I will take the eagle. Just be taking this eagle now. Yeah, uh. <laughs> all the other uh, Gavrichens are not under the suggestion and they all kind of rush at you to put your hands on you. But the shaman holds up his hand. <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He turns to you and he speaks uh, in this low, raspy voice. Why do you take our precious new eagle? We were just celebrating having won it. This is uh, truly a poor fate that you bring upon us, but I suppose if you need it, but uh, an explanation would be nice. Sure. Uh, so there these big, scary boat people showed up on our coast and they're going to burn all of us to death if I don't bring this back to them. And also, they're going to give me money if I bring it back to them, which is mm, not as important as not being burnt. <laughs> Honesty so, approach, but maybe you should have lied about that part. But I'll tell you mm. what, I will give you my share of the money for letting us have this without any problem. Do they even need money as goat people? Everyone needs money. Are, are you friend to these boat people? No, they suck. Mm. But I also don't want to be burnt to death. So, you know, strange bedfellows and whatnot. Can they do what they threaten? Yes, very much. Mm. How many? How many are there, Jake? <laughs> Probably got a fair head count where you're like, oh, you know, about 100, 200 of them. Yeah, I pass that on to the guy through you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually thinks of this and he says, as your people know well of mine, we tolerate no trespass in our lands. These boat people. I do not care for the way they treat our neighbors, even those such as you. You can have the eagle, but he says he's kind of stroking his long goatee beard. says, if you would wish to split the eagle and see off with these boat people, our tribe and yours may be able to do something about this. So he wants okay. to split the eagle? Basically, it's a big hunk of gold, so he would just kind of, he's proposing just like chopping it in half and taking the gold. <laughs> I will say I'll be right back. I'm going to go <laughs> to my friends. My thought is we take the eagle and then 
we bring it down there, they'll open the gates, they'll welcome us in. And then if you want, the go people can attack at that point once the gates are open and the guards are lowered. Or we can just give them the eagle and they'll fuck off, hopefully. What are your thoughts, guys? I don't trust that the Romans are just going to take the eagle and go away now that they've seen our land. What if we write Romans go home all over the fort? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll work. Romans, yeah, they go to house. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now again, a thousand more times just like that. <laughs> what do you think, Declan? I mean, it would be interesting to watch the these goat people <laughs> fight a bunch of Romans. Not going to lie, if we could just sick, it, sick them on them. But that's still only eight against 150. There's well, there's eight here. Uh, it, it, it can easily be supposed that they have other camps all kind of throughout the area that could be called upon and mustered together. Another thought, potentially. We could have the goat people attack, and then whichever side starts to win, we join that side. <laughs> and then whichever one of our problems is exactly. eliminated first... Exactly. So the goat people die off and we get rid of that problem. Or the Romans die off and we get rid of that problem. Or we could just have them hold back and only attack if the Romans double-cross us. Because there's no sense in starting a war if they'll just peacefully go. I'm not thinking they oh. will, but that's a big chance to take. Hmm. So I'd have, I'd have them at the ready, but I wouldn't have them attack. I think to get them to agree, we have to agree to split the eagle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they will be willing to help us until we break this eagle apart. But what does it matter if you've already cast the spell? The eagle is ours. No, oh, yeah, we can take it. But if you want them to attack with us or stand with us, they want part of the eagle. If the Romans fight back, they can take the them. They can have eagle. the whole damage. Yeah. But if All the right. Romans go away, they can just have your money, your money, right. not, not my money. Right. We can propose <laughs> that. So I'll I'll, be, I'll go back to the goat guy and uh, say okay slight revision of the plan and I say we're going to give this to the Romans but we don't trust these people if they attack us we want you to attack and fight with us and then together we can drive off the Romans if you do that and we're successful you can have the entire eagle we won't even try to split it with you hmm as a show of good faith this is fair yes we will keep an eye from the forest's edge if we see anything turn we will intercede we will come running and take what is ours and if we do not have the eagle well then i suppose we will simply plunder another day fair fair how's your night vision oh impeccable far better than yours how's your sleep habits you want to leave now (laughs) Hmm. i suppose are you not getting a little tired yourself this spell lasts for eight hours. <laughs> go to sleep, they're going to figure us out pretty quick. Right, right. Yeah, all the other Gabatrins are actually kind of looking at one another like, man, what's got into him? What, 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 what's going on? Normally, we would have uh, absolutely been stomping these guys by now. But all right. I turn to them and I cast the eagle. I can't. Nope, I can't. It'll be concentration. Don't, Don't do that. Dare. Never mind. Never mind. Wait, so wait, the spell lasts for eight hours. How long is it back to the Roman village? It was about two hours to get out here, so you would have, you know, a little under six hours by the time you get back there. And by that point, actually, the sun would probably be coming up. It would be about no- morning by the time you got back. Yeah, I say we all ask back before your <laughs> <spell or something. laughs> Yep. 
<laughs> and these things tear us limb from limb. Agreed. Yeah, I don't want that to go. <laughs> that would be bad because he'll know. If we're pulling an all-nighter here, this will be as good a time as any to uh, request a constitution saving throw from each of you to keep off the effects of one level of exhaustion. Um, I had see, a the Fennet does. Things. The Fennet Pathfinder could help with this. And Ooh, I also have... what I do? Oh, is it my... Um... The Pathfinder is the feature that allows you to like add your proficiency bonus to uh, ability checks and saving throws of yourself yes. or allies while traveling in the wilderness. And that we will do. I believe that costs uh, two cunning points, so you're now down to one. And uh, that's what you'll be at until you recharge it through various actions that are listed out in that feature description. And that's what we'll do, because I, I don't want us getting fatigued before we uh, get there. You uh, will only be able to enhance the role of one person. Uh, that's all. You, you have to spend it uh, independently for each person, and you can only afford the one with uh, two points at the moment. So I will do Alatha. I think Sheila should be fine. And I and I rolled high. I rolled. Uh, I just rolled an 18 plus whatever my constitution is. Okay, so okay. what happens to me? Is just zero. You get so a is, you get a plus two from uh from Declan on your roll, Alatha. Okay, cool. Let's see what it is. And I have advantage on this because I have the labor of Tailichu. Uh Tail to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So let's see. First one is a natural 20. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. All right, and, uh, I get, Sheila. I get a 14 plus four, so an 18 for my constitution. All right, you all are holding up strong. Uh, you're just keep on trucking through the night here. As you all take your leave of the uh, Gabberchen's campfire, you uh, trek off back into the wilderness in the darkness of the night. You, at all times, hear what must be the Gabberchen's tailing and shadowing you from not too far off. You hear a few bodies going through the underbrush about like, you know, 40 or 50 feet off to your right. Another couple 40 or 50 feet off to your left. And a few kind of coming up behind you. It's a little bit spooky if the, if they had hostile intentions, but at the moment they just seem to be kind of maybe escorting you, maybe trying to spook you. Who really knows, but it seems like they're kind of sticking with the program for now because presumably they'll just be stopping at the tree line to, Keep an eye on the situation and step in if they need to. After these messages, we'll be right back. Coming to the World Wide Web, it's the Internet's premier podcast that gives you the 411 on the 1990s favorite television teams with Tood. The Ninja Turtles? As if. The Power Rangers? Talk to the hand. My bad. You must mean the... No duh, they're all that in a bag of chips. That's P-H-A-T fat. How do I scope that? Just head on over to our Patreon, and starting at a dollar, you'll get two gnarly episodes of Jumping the Street Sharks a month, plus a bunch of other tubular shiznit. Actually, that sounds lame. I think I'll keep my cheddar to myself. Not! So if you want to support us, head to the Patreon link in the show notes. We appreciate you, and can't wait to share more jawsome content with you soon. So it's about two hours of travel until uh, you get back to the tree line and uh, come down out of the hills of the back country. You are now down among the uh, open clear plains that are on the side of the uh, seashore 
And the Roman fort is half an hour journey up to the north. You are not too far distant from the uh, village where you departed just last night. And the sun is just starting to break the eastern horizon. And uh, morning is about to break. I announce our arrival with a giant eagle. No! It doesn't break break concentration because it's not a concentration spell. It's just... Mm. Regular has spell, so True. we're good. True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I read it carefully first. <laughs> Here's a question: Is there a range on suggestion? Like, do you need to maintain a distance from the target creature? Let's find out together. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, casting is thirty feet, but after that, it carries on for eight hours. No distance specified. No. Cool. Okay, then you should be good. You uh. Take off into the open plains uh, on your way uh, up to the uh, Roman fort and your Gabberchend ex-escort seems to break away and they do not emerge from the tree line to stay with you. You don't uh, know what would become of them past that point, but presumably they're just keeping an eye on things. They're up on a rise on one of the hills that has a good view over these coastal plains. You can actually see the uh, Roman fort from... This far off, you're about a mile distant, but you can already see the uh, cook fires of the early breakfast getting going. The Roman fort, they don't sleep in. They, they get going early, and there are centuries on at all hours. Your eagle, as you get closer, takes off from your outstretched hands as a divine image or omen is framed by the rising sun as you approach. A short little bugle blow is uh, sounded from one of the watchtowers to announce your arrival. As you approach further, the uh, gates are open for you, and you're allowed to walk in. There are legionaries standing to either side of the gate. They don't really react to you one way or another. A few of them just kind of look at you like, oh, huh, some locals wonder what they're here for. A few of them recognize you, though, from the uh, encounter at the uh, riverside the other day, and they kind of nudge each other in the ribs with their elbows and say, hey, those are the ones that were sent on the business for the eagle. They must be here to talk to the centurion. Uh, this is at least uh, what you might be able to understand through uh, the little snippets of Latin you pick up, Alatha. So you're not really given any specific direction, but it's obvious enough where to go. The large command tent in the center of the fort. You uh, make your way there. More legionaries stand off to either side of the tent flap and you're conducted within. And there is the uh, centurion, Meridus Decanus. He's already up and at it doing some paperwork or whatever the equivalent might be for a Roman officer. At his uh, field desk, you come in, he sees you, takes dope, just puts away his quill and steeples his fingers and puts them on the desk in front of him and leans forward. He, he looks and says, I trust that bundle under your arm is the eagle, then. You would be correct. I trust you're going to pay us now. Yes, certainly. And he uh, picks up a satchel of gold coins and he just kind of tosses it to Sheila to catch. Does it feel light to us or does it feel like I want to count it, make sure it's all there. (laughs) It's it's all there. Seems pretty good. And uh, he says to you through his interpreter, of course, his scribe is already there as well, says to you for the centurion, Luis Nock, you don't have him with you. He was slain by the goatman in the woods. What was he? Goatman. (laughs) Charming story. Goatman. I hope you never realize that's not a stone. How do you know he's slain? Did you find a body? The goatmen are vicious animals. They slay everybody. They are not friends to man. So I can only assume 
I don't think that fool would have parted with this. And I slam it down on the desk very easily. And he uh, turns and relates this to uh, the centurion and the centurion has this grim look on his face as he seems to have always had. He leans forward in interest. He uh, says some things to the scribe and the scribe uh, says back to you, the centurion is not satisfied. He believes that you have made up the story of Goatman and he is grateful for you having returned the eagle. However, we do believe that the fugitive is still at large and we will have proof of his apprehension. Would you rather have proof of the Goatman? We don't care for your stories of Goatman. I believe you did say you didn't care too much about if we found the fugitive or not to begin with. Why are we changing our terms now? The centurion does not care for the slave, but he does care about being lied to. The centurion feels that there is a conspiracy afoot, these stories of goat men. No. The centurion has decided while you were away that our business will not be so brief here. The decimation of the countryside begins tomorrow until we get to the bottom of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Oh, you know, you know be way more dramatic, Nate. He goes, do you want... Oh, you don't believe me? Do you want proof of the goat mend? Do you want proof of the goat mend? <laughs> you can't handle the goat mend! And then you send up your giant... Whatever your signal is. I assume it's we a, had a signal. Yeah, it's a goat man. Because <laughs> we can't wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> No, it's just a picture. Oh, of no, no, man. we can't. The shit's about to go down now. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you well, also your skull will run out. Yeah, or is that even better? Because then they're just super pissed that the Romans have their eagle. Oh, they'd be pissed at both of us. I'd, I'd prefer them just to be pissed off at the Romans. And I cast minor illusion, <laughs> big goat man, like flexing, goes up in the air ah. with like an <laughs> arrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is answered by a horn echoing out of the forest. Not more than a minute after, you hear more horns answering. And in the uh, the legionaries of the fort, they hear this and they uh, hop to, you know, hands to stations, alert, alert. And they all get up onto the walls of the fort to see what's going on. They close the gates. And none too soon, because out comes from the forest this wave of like a couple of hundred of the Gaberchen just running full pelt down the hill towards this Roman fort. Axes and spears and javelins and clubs in hand. They're just with leaping bounds and braying calls. They're just rushing headlong towards the uh, fort covered in blue war paint the whole nine yards. It seems the shaman was true to his word in uh, being able to help out with these guys. Behind you, the centurion hears the commotion and he comes rushing out of his tent and demands, you know, what's the meaning of this? What is that? What? What are those? And this is probably where we should go and attack and kill the centurion. Off with the head. So uh, I turn to the centurion. I say, those are goat men. He immediately loses the last of his patience with whatever he thinks is going on here. <laughs> Pulls his sword and contemptuously uh, says something to the effect of just being through with you. And uh, we're going to roll initiative as he calls uh, several legionnaires to his side. This battle encounter is going to be happening in the midst of the fort as kind of this more mass scenic combat happens around you. I got a seven. I have an 11. Mine is a uh, not much better. Seven plus what's my initiative again? Three. They rolled rather low. Let's see here. Uh, Sheila, you are first up. 
you are currently surrounded by six legionnaires, three on either side of you, all of them out to 10 or 15 feet in either direction, kind of closing in. The centurion is in the middle of those three on either side, just right in front of you. Can I grab the centurion and to hold him hostage? Uh, you can run up to him and give me a grapple check, and that is going to be an athletics check yes. opposed by his. So a 14. He rolled a 12, so you actually do succeed at that. You managed to get this guy in a hold. What are you trying to do now? I have my spear to his throat. I have him like in a choke. And right. I say, stay back, or I plunge this spear in the centurion's throat. Mm. Oh, wow. So is that uh, going to be the remainder of your turn? I can use movement, right? Uh, yes. Uh, you have succeeded your grapple check this turn with him, so you could drag the centurion along with you. You only get half movement when you're dragging a grapple, I believe. All right, so I go 15 feet then toward the gate. So they uh, they seem like they're going to be backing off, but it's yet to be fully determined as it is uh, now Declan's turn. I'm ready. Let's go ahead and get up in there and swing of that sh- short sword. So uh, it's the main guy and his cronies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's seven of them. Six cronies and the main guy who's currently in a hold. They all seem like they might be a little hesitant about the hostage situation. Do you want to uh, kind of force their hand by taking a swing at them anyway? It's not the greatest idea tactically there, Declan. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Could we try to break open the gate while they're distracted? From the inside, it wouldn't be too difficult of a thing to kind of lift up the crossbar they have over it and... Uh, push the gates outwards if they allow you to do so that is i guess i will use my charisma to kind of insist that they let us do this since we have a hostage would you like to use a persuasion or intimidation check i think that's going to be persuasion for me oh no intimidation is pretty high too actually no intimidation holy moly all right oh thank goodness 18 plus 5 okay See, my big friend over here is, is he's very, she, sorry, she is very, very strong. Um, and if you don't want to get hurt, just open the door. We don't have qualms with you. We want to get rid of the, your boss here who seems to not want to listen to reason. We, you know, we brought your emblem back and the centurion has reneged on our deal. So the quicker this gets done, the quicker you guys can go home with your emblem. The scribe is kind of shouting this all off. He's kind of still standing on the sideline, but he's like still having to translate for you. And he's actually shouting what you're saying in an attempt to help the centurion. The The scribe doesn't bother translating him back, so you can't quite hear from him. But a lot of you hear him yelling like, I didn't renege on anything. I gave you the gold coins and then you called these monsters down on us. But uh, that's beside the point. The Romans do seem to be influenced by your persuasion there or your intimidation, Declan. They let you get up as far as the gate without anybody impeding your progress. I'm going to be maintaining uh, the kind of the combat initiative here. So as we're making our way towards the gate and the Romans are just kind of foregoing their rounds and letting you guys go, though hesitantly, and kind of keeping a surround uh, on you at all times, Is there anything else that the rest of you are getting up to? Sheila, can you give me a few more athletics checks? Because the Centurion is going to be struggling. He's wiry. So you said strength checks or athletics? Athletics. So so that's only an eight. All right. Uh, Yeah, the Centurion does manage to break out of your grapple. 
and uh, is now only five feet in front of you. He turns around, whips out his sword, and tries to attack you. He's, and he just calls out to his legionnaires, get him, get him. And then he immediately uh, nat ones. <laughs> Did he pee himself? <laughs> right. The sword turns into a big floppy dick. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, you handily disarm his sword and, and it uh, drops to the ground. But uh, I was getting ahead of myself there. If we're re-entering the uh, initiative on Sheila, having just had to make another athletics check, it is your turn at top of initiative, Sheila. Is there anything that you would like to do having just lost control to grapple? Well, I lost control, but I get it right back, didn't I? Uh, you can attempt another grapple, yes. How far are we from the, the gate? Uh, you got very close. You're just about 20 feet off now. And you and can what? hear the sound of the battle taking part outside. There are the few goons uh, of the Centurion that are right around you, uh, kind of involved in your situation. But aside from that, nobody else is really paying attention because they got a lot, you know, a, a whole situation going on right outside the gates right now. What do I have to do to open the gate? Is there a, a button? Is there a, a log? There is just a, a, yeah, like a crossbar across the inside of the gate. And all you simply need to do is lift it. That would just be a standard action. No check required. And then you could just push the gates outward. I want to bring him toward the gate and give him like a big old, this is Sparta kick through the board <laughs> so that he'll open the gate with his body. All right. Uh, give me an attack roll for that. Okay. Unarmed attack roll, so it would be the same. Technically speaking, that that's still an attack roll, I believe. A push. So just a regular d twenty. Uh, with your uh, attack roll modifier and everything. So a fifteen altogether. All right. Uh, yes, you. Yeah, you managed to just give this guy a flying kick, and he goes just smashing right through that uh, center beam holding the gate closed, and the the gates just fly open. Immediately on the other side are uh, Gaberchend, and he falls into their midst, and they uh, fall upon him and immediately just start hacking the dude up. Sweet. Nice. The Gaberchend will uh, start streaming in through the gate, but that is not yet, as we are still on rounds here. So, uh, Declan, I believe that would be all that Sheila can get up to, unless... Uh, is there anything else you had up your sleeve there? That's all I wanted to do, and I did it spectacularly. Indeed. <laughs> all right, so Declan, uh, it is your turn. The Centurion has just been dealt with, much to the horror of the uh, Legionnaires that are attending the situation. But those Legionnaires are very much still in action here. They're surrounded by six of them, and they are not at all happy. And the Gabberchent, well, it's not clear how that's going to play out yet. I look to Alatha. Should we duck out? Let this <laughs> work itself out? We can mop up anything afterwards if we need to. First and foremost, I have a one-liner prepared, if you'll excuse that. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I take off my old-timey sunglasses and I say, well, you may have seemed so stoic, but I guess we really got his goat. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 and then I said, yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I, I snatched the guy's helmet off of his head as we walk out. Nice, nice. And the Gabberchand, they let you go. As it seems, the shaman who called them all together gave him a, a rundown. You can imagine how that conversation went. Hey, just <laughs> these three guys in there. They're, they're, they're cool. Wait, what? Why? why? Why are they cool? I don't know why. Just do it. 
Do I see the shaman anywhere on the battlefield? Uh, you see him uh, kind of up on a hill observing the action, you know, just kind of uh, with a few other Gaberchen warriors standing mm. nearby attending to him. But he's just kind of keeping his distance. He, he sees you looking at him and he just raises a hand in greeting. I want to approach him and I want to hand him the helmet from the centurion. Explain that it's, the, it's their leader's helmet. And I wanted to give it to him as a symbol of our appreciation of his following through on his word. And I hope that it's, it's the first step towards a more meaningful relationship between our peoples. Mm. Our peoples will likely spill much blood between one another before we come to such terms. But that is the way of Iru. It is at least for the best that we come together to see to these Romans. My visions have told me that they have come to bring much of the world under their dominion. I believe you've already met the human who brought the eagle to us and brought all this trouble down on our heads. Who? He travels these hills now in the form of a boar after I turn him into a one. Bitch. <laughs> mm, no, it doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, if you find a wild boar in the area, feel free to Give him this. And he hands you like this uh, just wrapped up leaf full of foul smelling poultice. And he says, have him eat it and it should return him to his form. I put him in that form for the ill words that he gave us when we demanded the tribute of the eagle. I trust he's learned his lesson by now. Given that he brought all this down on our heads, I think he can be a pig for a bit longer. <laughs> hmm. well, if it's not too much of a bore. <laughs> Declan looks at you and says, I told you so. Well, that's, that is your decision to make. In any case, you might not want to be here for when the warriors uh, have their pillage. It seems the battle is going quite well. And he indicates and uh, it seems that, yes, indeed, after the gates were opened from it within by you guys, the Gabrichend all just streamed within and now the Romans are certainly on the ropes, it seems. Tents are on fire. Pretty chaotic. It's getting medieval down there. You know what? You Gabbertons are okay. I always <laughs> heard these, these bad things about you, but at the end of the day, you're not so bad. <laughs> oh, <sorry. Aww. laughs> I'm so vulnerable to these jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in any case, you guys... Take your leave. Yeah, we're going to hoof it. <laughs> okay, okay. Now you're, now, you're, now you're pushing it. <laughs> oh, man. W would you uh, go back to the, the nearest village where you had spent the night before? Or, uh, or, or would it be back immediately to the chieftain who, uh, in kind of the prologue I described as giving you this whole job to begin with? What's what's your next destination here? I want to go to the village. We need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's warn the village about these people too. We should warn the village about these the goings on down here, so they don't get any you know, blowback from the traveling Gabberchins. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if the the Gabberchins might get a little excited and go a little bit further for an after party? Who knows? But uh, mm. you go and you uh, give the heads up, and they were thought. And by the time you get there. Uh, over the horizon from where you just came, there is just this huge black billowing column of smoke from the fires that's been started. The 
the head man of the village, he just kind of looks up in the sky behind you and nods his head a little and says, yeah, we kind of kind of figured that uh, you had taken care of the problem. I'll send and, uh, about 200 Gabberchins. <laughs> From there, it seems that the Gabberchins, they do not go a pillaging over the countryside. It seems like the Romans gave them enough of a party. Uh, you spend another night there with the villagers and they uh, give you the well-deserved rest you uh, you so desperately need by this point. You wake up the next morning and uh, on your way down to the river to follow back up to the chieftain who had initially given you this job, you pass by where the Roman forts stood before, where now lies only ashes and cinders. There are a, a few Roman survivors picking about the ruins, loading back up on the boats. It, it seems the Gabberchins did not go so far as to touch the boats, perhaps intentionally leaving the survivors a way out. The Romans, if you approach them, have absolutely no interest in discussing with you. And so you uh, carry on your way back up to the uh, Hall of the Chieftain. You report the goings-on of the Gabberchens, of the Eagle, of the Romans, and all else that had happened. And maybe you let them know that there is perhaps a particularly intelligent boar that it's a little pissed off wandering the uh, countryside they might want to look out for. <laughs> and uh, the Chieftain rewards you for your service. And... Uh, I think we will just wrap up the session for the evening. Awesome. Oh, that was so awesome. much fun. Yeah. Jake, you run a good game. Yeah, Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Uh, I only hope that uh, you guys had uh, enough of an opportunity to mess around with the uh, the characters. Uh, for as much as a level three is able to do, obviously, it might take more than a, a single one shot to get a full feel for the system. But uh, I hope this was, you know, a, a nice little introduction for you guys. I love how familiar the, the characters seem. Like the classes, mm -hmm. they're built of familiar things. I recognize what they're coming from, but they are wholly distinct. Yeah, we definitely did try to go for kind of, you know, a total from the ground up rebuild. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can you can definitely pick out a little bits of the original DNA here and there, like the hunter's mark for the Fennet and uh, the second wind for the warrior of the red branch and all that. Whenever you get some uh, time to have a look at that uh, player's guide in general and you get a little deeper into the lever progression, you'll just be seeing how further and further in you go, the more and more these classes really get to shine on their own. If, the, if there are any uh, general impressions or any improvements that I could make, this game is still in the playtest phase and we are certainly open to feedback. And uh, for any of your viewers who uh, have uh, been listening uh, and sticking with us to the end of the session here, I would like to remark that we do have a very active Discord page uh, where it is completely open to the topic, obviously for discussion of any related topics to this game, but also uh, weekly public demo slash playtest sessions as often as we're able. We're, we're taking input and eager to hear people's thoughts and reactions. Open door policy if anybody wants to come on board for our Discord. Awesome. So how can listeners get their hands on this? Well, uh, we're starting up the Kickstarter campaign by next week on July 1st, or what will be is next week as of the recording of this. I'm not quite sure when you'll be broadcasting this particular episode. It'll be well underway by the time <laughs> this comes out. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so we have the Kickstarter going right now. If they uh, poke their head in there, see what we're all about, maybe uh, make a generous contribution, they can be assured it'll be well worth their time and they'll be uh, plugged into the stream at that point and it'll be hard to miss. Aside from that, uh, we're always on Twitter 
at Heroes of Tara on Twitter. Or I can also be reached personally uh, with uh, Heroes of Tara at gmail.com. I cannot wait to read this guide. I mean, it's playtest material, but it's 200 and some odd pages long. It's like this. It's not like a small quick start. It's a massive tome that you've provided for me to dig into. Oh, yeah. We're trying to give the full uh, player's guide experience. Oh, and uh, I'm sorry. Just following up on that last question. At, once mm. everything is all said and done, Kickstarter and everything, once we're produced, we will be primarily on drive through RPG. Just want to oh. get that out there. Awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on. You provided us three weeks of material. <laughs> I, am, hey. I am blown away. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me on here and giving me a chance to uh, show off my work here. I'm just super excited that there are some folks uh, who are interested to see what we got cooking. I, I can promise that it will be a lot of what folks have never seen before. Y'all have a good one, okay? Hey, you Jake. Too. Take care. Jake. Oh, oh, yes. Did you hear about the goat who knew Kung Fu? Oh, no, I didn't. He was the karate kid. <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh well hey it's been a great time you guys have been great players that that needs to be said the game is nothing without a great bunch of players like yourselves so thanks again and i look forward to the next time we can all chat that's was awesome yeah thank you so much yep. take care jake and thanks to your listeners best wishes everybody and that's all there is for this week i want to thank jake dirksen again for being so incredibly generous with his time and his talents as of this recording the heroes of tara kickstarter is sitting at around 25,000, and is about to unlock a new stretch goal. There's just under two weeks left of the campaign, so please consider following the link in the show notes and supporting Jake's amazing passion project. You have until August 1st, so don't wait. In addition to the Kickstarter link, you'll also find links to Jake's Twitter and the Heroes of Tara Discord, where you can still help playtest the final product, and maybe even jump into one of the public demos. It's a hell of an opportunity, not only to play the amazing game itself, but to help support a truly deserving community member in Jake. Heroes of Tara is truly a unique project that really blends a person's passions flawlessly. If you want to see what it's like to have a real-world mythology taken and interpreted and put through a filter of D&D 5th edition the right way, with all the due research, all the due facts, all the due figures, and all the evident joy that the author has in the, in the work itself, you can't find anything better than Heroes of Tara. It's really impeccable. So go buy it! If you want to support the Pot of Blunders, please consider heading to our Patreon page patreon.com slash pot of blunders, all one word. We've got membership levels ranging from a dollar to $10 a month, which will get you access to things like our Discord, exclusive episodes of Jumping the Street Sharks, as well as a variety of other perks. You can also support the show and help us bring more attention to amazing indie authors by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate any help you can give. We love hearing from you. You can always find us on Twitter at pot of blunders, and you can also reach us via email at pot of blunders at gmail.com. Want more reviews, interviews, actual plays? Head to potofblunders.com and learn about even more amazing indie games. Thanks for listening. For the Pot of Blunders, I'm Nate Magnuski, and as always, may all your Ds be 12s.